0: someone mechanical engineer and this is if it is stupid but it works, i hope you have enjoyed the previous episode because today we have a new one i have to say that yeah it's a little bit of information but that you don't wonder that much about but it's important to know especially if you are in the sonic mechanical design it's part of your job at some point or at least you should be aware of it if not yeah you are not going to have a good design for sure this has repercussions, yeah, Don't the, weigh the line. Anyhow, I will let you with the episode. Let's go. Have you ever seen an item in your house? Like, for example, a barbecue, your car, a lamp, furniture, something like that, and think to yourself, well, why is this metal? Why is this plastic? Why is this wood? Of course, there is a reason to do that. There is a reason why somebody has chosen that. But uh, let's say that you are a mechanical engineer and you are designing something. You have your CAD problem, program, you have uh, been uh, thinking about, thinking about, I'm going to take this, this in, this out, change that, move the distance, change the dimension, And now you have to do it, now you have to manufacture it And the first thing that you when you go to a manufacturer is they are going to ask Okay, what do you want? I want this Okay, really good Which material? And you are like, hmm, I thought this would be This would be something else I thought this would be something that I have to do later Or Yeah, maybe this is too late and never thought about it But Now you have that problem, so how do you how do you choose a material for your product the first uh, i would say the first step when you want to do this is being clear about the purpose of your design what do you need it for when do you need it how do you need it where do you need it and who is going to deliver it those are really important questions especially the first four what when how and where are the most important at this point why because it's what do you need? It is, you, have, you are the owner of that design, you are the person who knows the most about that design and you are the one who is asking for it. So you have to be sure what do you need. What are the requirements? What is the purpose? And with that, you can start to say, okay, maybe if I use a metal, this is going to last for longer. Wood is not going to work because this is really close to the fire. Plastic can work for some parts of the items some uh, small uh, mono-assemblies of my final assembly. So, once you have the retrospective, for example, let's say that in this case, you're going to make a barbecue. It's going to be metal, right? The purpose is there's going to be fire, at least <laughs> really hot surfaces there. And, uh, yeah, you need something to resist uh, the fire. You can use uh, two things, either metal or a ceramic. A metal uh, is usually cheaper, it's going to last for longer and if you drop something it's not going to break unless ceramic then you go for metal then you have already first step what is the purpose second step who is going to manufacture it of course if you go to with a barbecue design say i need all these mono components i will provide the bolts i will provide the nuts that's okay with me and the guy look at you and said okay sure uh, really good design this is a really amazing job, but uh, we are a 3D printing company. I say, oh, damn. Well, of course, you are not going to usually, maybe you, <laughs> you can do it, but not usually make that kind of uh, errors. However, it is important to know what the manufacturer is going to work with. What kind of manufacturers do you have in front of you? For example, uh, let's say that your manufacturer is an expert on sheet metal, a little bit of welding, but doesn't have a clue on how to work with a milling machine, or turning, or even 3D printing metals. And that's what you need. Well, maybe you need to contact more than one and make them aware one of the other. But, yes, you have to do some research, do some talk with your manufacturer, and then to choose the metal. And another example. If you are working with steels, or you are working with aluminum, you don't always have the same aluminum all over the world. So if you are asking to China to deliver some kind of steel, maybe they don't have it in stock. Or maybe you will have to ask to the States. Sometimes, most of the time, you can just make changes on the type of material you are using. But sometimes, when you, especially when you are working with companies that are in your own country, you have to adapt yourself to what they have. Usually that's not a big deal. Most of the steels can be replaced in most of the cases, however, if you are over-specific on what's the purpose of your material, maybe you have to check with them if you can do it, then go back to your design and go back to them again. This is part of what is known as iterative, uh, iterative design, so you are always in close contact with your manufacturer. Third step, what are your final requirements? First, we have a clear idea of the purposes, then how it's going to be manufactured, and now, what are your final requirements? For example, the maximum temperatures, the forces, the surface treatment, what are your costs, how green is it, chemical properties. So, all those points, now you are going more into detail. Because in the first step, you have a general idea of what you want. Second step is a general catalog on what you want, so you can actually choose. From what the manufacturer has or could have, and now you are going to see from all those materials which one is the best uh, best suited for you, because sometimes you need a specific uh, surface treatment, and not all materials can have the same surface treatment. Not even in the same category. For example, some steels can have some treatment, some others don't, and the same with uh, with aluminum. Or even for example, if you want to go a little bit harder with titanium, you can. You have to work really well. And think, what do I really need? And then do the calculations. Go for it and say, okay, with this steel, I, I will be able to resist temperatures to this point. Using a barbecue, that's not a big deal. But if uh, you are working a furnace, maybe you have to check it, uh, double-check it. Or especially, uh, there is one point, the cost. The costs are really important, especially for your boss, or if you are your own boss. So check really well. But uh, what can you afford? What is the best uh, material that is going to be, give you the best result? And start working with it. Maybe you are going to short down the catalog that your manufacturer gave you by a few items, three, four. Let's say, And then, uh, well, with that, uh, you three, four, you can choose maybe one and go for it. But sometimes uh, it's, it's a little bit harder to choose. And uh, you have a lot of inputs, a lot of things you to take into account out of a different requisites then what do you do? There is, a, there is something called the Ashby Plots in the end it's just plotting for example the tensile strength against the surface treatment that uh, you can have or the temp- final temperature against the cost and you start to plot all the materials or all the materials you are interested in for example if you only need metals that can be used with sheet metal you just plot those and you start to see the graphics and see what is the best optimal point for you. Usually uh, in these cases you have different problems that do it for you, but it uh, could be that case that uh, you just found it in a book or uh, you found online those graphics and then you have to figure it out exactly the type of uh, metal you need. However, this is the, probably the easiest way, the most uh, right away way, uh, but it has these problems, of course, uh, you have to first contact your supplier, know what you need, and then you're going to have a more or less right away answer. So, this can be really interesting because let's say that you need a, a special material that has to have the really specific requirements. I so say, okay, a metal is going to work really well with this. Then you use the plots, plot all the materials that uh, are, are out there. I say, oh, nice, look. Maybe I can go with composites. Or maybe this certain type of uh, ceramic that is widely used and is not so expensive can also do the job. So cre- that, those plots uh, create a, let's say, group of areas where you can use different materials. Those areas uh, can overlap at some points and then you can choose depending on, for example, your codes. But in the end, uh, what happens is once you are in a industry, you know what are the standards, you know what kind of materials are you going to use, and then use it. But if you are new to in the industry or you are using something that is a state of the art that is not it's not something that people in this industry use that much, maybe you need help from this. Can be can be helpful, can be really interesting, and also it's important that you follow all the steps so you are sure that you are choosing the right thing and they don't deliver something that is completely opposite what you need or, even worse, you have a problem in your design and you have to change your design either by material or by design. Thank you everyone for yet another episode. I hope you have enjoyed this time, uh, yeah, I like uh, I like the mechanical turn again. Let's go to mechanical design. This part has yeah, a little bit uh, different, but uh, still, it, it is there. You need it as a mechanical designer, uh, also a designer or any other uh, designer that has like physical items. Sorry, IT. Sorry, Electrical designer. Well, not always. Maybe so. Uh, electronic designer can learn a thing or two from this. Anyhow i really thank you have been uh, all the way through here. Thanks for listening to me. I'm really happy with all of you. Please uh, leave me a comment if you think I deserve it. Please uh, leave me a like. Give me a like. Share with uh, your colleagues. Share it with your friends, family, whoever. I really enjoy doing this. Uh, I'm in iTunes. I'm in, on uh, Stitcher Radio. On Spotify. I have an Instagram. Please uh, go like my pictures. I think they are quite uh, beautiful, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Okay, one, two, three, bye-bye.